You can always expect the joy from a dose of black joy and caffeine, but now you can grab your own caffeine by visiting mimoscoffee.co and grabbing your own coffee from one of our favorite black and women-owned coffee brands. Just visit M-I-M-O-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.co. Go to the store and simply use the promo code BLACKJOY when you check out to receive a discount off their four ounce sample pack. Well, now that you've got your dose of caffeine, let's get back to the joy on a dose of black joy and caffeine. had people all over uh you know i had somebody this season actually do the podcast in south africa so it has been it has been a journey but um look at this can you believe it you know when we um so for a lot of people listening at home i'll just go ahead and say this this is not technically your first time on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um you know we caught you at a stage to where you were um, you know, you're moving, but um, that was also season three. And this is season five, 75 guests later. So uh, we've been moving and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So let me introduce you all to our guest. And if anything, welcome all one and all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. As I mentioned, this is season five. So I'm super excited to be with our guests here again, um, selfishly, just to chat with my friend. But on today's show, I have Angela Brown, who is currently the director of marketing at RCA Records. So we're talking music. Angela is currently, as I mentioned, the director of marketing at RCA Records under Sony Music Entertainment, where she uses cultural and strategic thinking to really create that relationship with artists, managers, internal RCA teams to manage as well as lead rollouts and campaigns for projects for emerging and established music artists. And I must say, Angela is definitely no stranger to taking this perfect combination and putting it together. In her previous ad agency life, she was behind the internet Popeye's chicken, y'all good? Chicken sandwich campaign of 2019 that has exploded and continues to explode. I mean, I looked at that tweet the other day and it is still growing in terms of like the count on there. So, um, so clearly somebody should still be getting paid, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we don't go into that. That's okay though. We're going to give you your roses. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela was also featured in several publications from Ad Age to Ad Week to The Root to Essence, Daily Dots. Just when I think about people that are creative and highly creative, but also strategic, sometimes it's definitely in balance. But Angela is definitely that perfect combination, being able to look at the cultural zeitgeist conversation while still being able to execute some amazing ideas. You can find her on Instagram as well as Twitter, and we'll later on get to that. But if anything, welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know, you recently, I mean, made like a big shift or whatnot. I think it was, I I think you, if I'm correct, maybe in the next, what, three to four months, you should be coming up on one year in L.A.? 
Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I was like, what, which one year are we thinking about? But yes, uh, in May, yeah. make a year. A year in LA. How mm -hmm. has it been so far? <laughs> it's been a, LA, LA is a, it's a different place. Coming from Texas, like, I feel like anybody would agree that there are definitely parts that are much harder in LA to get used to for when the traffic, the driving, the streets, like, it's just, there's a lot of things where, um, you have to adjust your mindset of like what it takes to do something. Whereas in Texas, there's a lot of things that are easier, but then you're, you're it's a give and a take. So it's like you get a lot out in LA as far as like the entertainment space, as far as the connections, the events. Um, and then in Texas, it's a little bit more low key in Austin, especially it's much quieter. So even when I was home for the holidays, um, I understood the difference between being there for the holiday time when I wanted quiet and being in LA when I'm, I'm building my career still. Mm -hmm. So um, it's definitely been a challenge. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a challenge. I have only been here for like seven or eight months and the whole time has been like something's always happening and not always on the good side, but yeah. it's an adjustment. I mean, that's really all it is, is an adjustment. Um, and and overall, it's been really good, um, but there have definitely been some challenging moments. Yeah, I can only imagine. And, you know, I even I even think about, you know, myself, because even within the last year, you know, I as well had like, you know, um, um, I was I what are they calling it? The great resignation or whatever you want to call it. But I did mm. recently switch my job. But you switched your job and location, you know, but I guess with that, are there any things that you now have found to be a benefit from you making that, you know, transition. I mean, you kind of made two transitions, not only location, but also job, but now, you know, oh, okay. Three. Three, three, three changes. Yeah. And four, let me think. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so it, I changed states. I changed jobs and I changed in, no, I made four. Okay. Yeah. I changed states. Mm -hmm. I changed jobs. I changed industries and I changed like teams and positions yeah. all within a year. And I, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I think that some people are so afraid to do that. And it, it, they're even afraid to make like just one change in itself. But obviously you are making these changes for a positive benefit. So that's what I'm asking, like from you making those changes, what mm -hmm. is the bright side of these, you know, transitions that you've made? Mm. Um, there's a lot of them. I mean, I would say like education and learning, like you're yeah. never going to not figure out how to do something different, even though I'm, I'm still doing marketing in a sense. It's very, very, very different type of marketing, um, way more different than I even thought than like what I was doing before. But um, you get exposed to different people, to new people, to a new space and a new place. And I feel like also when they talk about street smarts and city smarts, like that's a very real thing. I feel like New Yorkers have it probably more than anybody else because you really got to maneuver that city. And so being in an LA, like when I think about it and think about, you know, the different challenges and just things I have to do every day, mm -hmm. people like to remind me, like, it's a, it's a big city. Like it's a huge city and Austin is just not that big. So coming from that, coming here, that adjustment, it's, I feel like get, I've built more, of a backbone i've built more uh-oh angela just so listen angela just told y'all don't mess with her in 2023 no yeah i have i have a much lower tolerance and i it's it's not to say that i don't have to deal with stuff and like you know suck it up sometimes but 
I've, I'm much more vocal now in my job and in oh, yeah. what I'm having to do than I was before. And I have to be than I was before. Like I'm literally dealing directly with managers and artists. Like if I can't tell the manager what it is based on like the reality of a situation, I'm in trouble. You know what I mean? And that's, that's tough. Like, let me not sugarcoat it, but um, so it's, it's like building more grit, building more confidence. And I feel like a little bit, I've taken a step back to come back to slowly build the confidence because I got knocked back a, a bit because of change, all of these, these changes, all of these shifts and mentally it's been very challenging. So I'm just now kind of coming around the bend where I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> I got it one day at a time, figuring it out. Um, so I would say like, it's helping me figure out how to be more creative. It like, I've, I've, like I said, confidence, grit, like, um, clarity, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff I've learned, like, mm, I don't like that, or I don't want that, or I do like that, or I do want it. Um, and that varies depending on what I'm talking about that day and what I'm dealing with. But those are just a couple of the things. Also, one thing that I'm really excited about, and I'm obviously in like a sweatshirt, so you couldn't tell, but I um like learning about different passions, like fashion is something that I'm really into right now. We're j I'm just trying to figure out what I want to look like and how I yeah. want to present. And in Austin, it's a very different sense of style. And even LA, like people hate LA style. It's not about the general style of the city. It's like what you're choosing to bring to any space that you're in. And it's very interesting in that way too, because I didn't care about that stuff in Austin. I would want to buy stuff that I liked, but now I'm like, taste is a thing for me. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, so yeah, those are a lot of different things that I'm learning here, but it's just never ending creativity is everywhere you're trying to find it. Yeah. And you mentioned that you found your backbone, but I mean, from a lot of your campaigns and different things that you're doing, and even respectfully having worked with you, I've always felt like you had it. So what are you... <laughs> Well, I mean, you. like, well, because like in advertising, you have to like, you're, you're pitching your ideas. Like, so what, yeah. what, I guess, what is the difference? Do you feel mm -hmm. like there's, there's like not only more of a backbone, but also a little muscle. Now you got to have them behind it even more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, let me not like discredit or devalue myself in that sense. Cause yeah. you're like, no, nah, you, you had it a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah. 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 But... You just shut me down in a couple of meetings. That's yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I think there, I think there were times when I had it before, but I think now it's more consistent. I think that's the okay. difference, right? It's like, you know, maybe in certain places I, I was showing up differently, but now it's like literally every day, all day, I have to fake it till I make it. If I don't know what's going on or I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know the answer. Um, and cause you know, when you got somebody, a manager mag or something, somebody else dropped the ball or you dropped the ball, you're like, how do I calm them down and like assure them it's going to be all right. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's the consistency of the backbone. And it's also understanding when you're not going to win this one. That's yeah. a difference too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a very emotional person naturally. And so there are moments when like, <laughs> I'll, I'll get into my feelings about stuff, but I've, I've learned a lot of like, you know, from coworkers too, when they'll talk about certain stuff, where like when somebody cussed me, when so and so artist cussed me out, I was like, all right, I learned to just not like release it. When mm -hmm. I kind of heard some of those stories, it helped me understand like how to not take things so personal. And even beyond work, I've had stuff in my personal life where like I've just had to take the L and be okay with it and be like, I'm not, it's not worth energy to fight for certain stuff in certain spaces uh, if it's not going to benefit you in a, in a way that you really see is like a clear 
benefit for yourself. So that's probably a long-winded way of saying that, but I think the consistency of it is more clear now. I think um, understanding, you know, when you when you um, really lean into your confidence and when you need to just understand, like, it's not a winning situation, it's not worth it, how to kind of balance the energy you need to have in certain spaces. So all of that is just dialed up quite a bit from being out here um, and being forced to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I definitely know what you mean. And I, I feel the same way. I was just, you know, just more so asking because I think that that is exactly what a lot of people run away from when it comes to these transitions where everything that you just mentioned is more so like a growth opportunity. It's like, yeah. listen, I had to find my backbone even more than I had it already but I mean, let's face it. All right, Angela, we already know that you're on your road to being a CMO one day. So listen, we're just here to, we're just here to support the journey ahead. And I mean, I felt the same way, trust me, like going from advertising to PR to entertainment industry and then going into tech. Yeah. Every time I'm like, y'all really trying to keep a brother from smiling these pearly whites. I'm like, I didn't <laughs> go through eight years of races not to be able to smile. <laughs> <laughs> right but it's true it like it builds you up but um do you miss texas i miss parts of texas i miss the ease of texas i i never thought that i would think traffic was so much better there than i did here and i had long commutes in Texas. i had commutes that people would be like you're not for real you're not driving two and a half hours an hour and a half every single one way right like so three hours like i thought that was bad and it is right it's <laughs> it's relative but um the ease of going to HEB, I can't explain to you how much I miss. Well, listen, that's what we're about to get into -E because you have reached <laughs> the part of the podcast where I have a little game, all right? So okay. I want to know what are the things that you miss and the things that can be gone forever. And let's start with that. Yeah, HEB. Okay, yeah, I miss HEB. <laughs> um, I miss... I miss a, a, a lack of congestion... Um, because yeah, I miss I miss the ease of driving in Texas. I'm gonna rephrase it. I miss the ease of driving in Texas. I miss the HEB. It's just really HEB is undefeated. I feel like I dream yeah. about it. Not even playing with you. I'm like, oh my god, the stuff I can't get out here that I miss. Um, I miss the food options that I knew were good because in LA, it is a you're playing a dangerous game every time you go somewhere. You're like, it might be good, it might not, and then sometimes you got a lot of L's. So those are the miss things. Torchy tacos. Mm, I'm lactose intolerant, so oh, okay, I, okay. the queso is fire. Like I'll eat it and suffer, but it's not as it's it's good for Texas. It's good for Tex Mex, but it, it is it is a little overhyped. It is. What it's about uh, fantastic did tacos? Did you all have Tiff's Tiff's treats in Austin? Yes, I love Tiff's treats, but they have way better cookies at the farmers market. Ooh, okay. Ooh, there was. <laughs> They were just, they had these chocolate chip cookies at the farmer's market that I actually forgot about until you just said that. So now- oh, I'm sorry, now I didn't mean that. You gotta now, put that- I think there. they ship though, so I'm about to figure that out. What about events like ACL <laughs> or South by Southwest? Oh, I love South by Southwest. I mean, maybe not as much now because it is so like commercialized and it's it's the the stuff that I got to witness is has really been taken out of it. But I often think about, I think it's full circle for me, a lot of what I've experienced and I found out I've experienced and how close I was to this industry, this job, and literally these artists in Austin of all places. Um, 
I don't know if you want me to go into that, but it, yeah. yeah I do. Well, that's what I was going to say. Just at, mm -hmm. for the people listening at home, talk a little bit about your day-to-day -day role and what you do at RCA. So at RCA, um, what I do day-to-day -day is kind of figure out how we're putting together plans to release something for an artist. So it could be something as video as simple as a single. It could be a video. It could be a whole EP or an album. It could be a deluxe album. Um uh like they're bringing soundtrack. deluxe albums back too by the way let me say that because there was a minute where i felt like they went away but i love a good deluxe i'm just waiting <laughs> on the scissor deluxe. trust me i know i know yeah and she's and she's on rca so like she's um she's gonna become i don't know when she's coming with that but at some point right i'm like just because i'm there don't mean i know anything um but i'm just going by her ig so don't nobody <laughs> come to angela i'm going by what she said on instagram okay right, i'm like whatever the artist says is what it is right yeah, yeah, so yeah. For, for some of it um but but yeah, it's I, I love a good deluxe too. I I do miss a lot of how music used to be done. I think a lot of us do. It was just so much more visceral and like physical. It was like, yeah, it's just a different time. We're we're just in a different space. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, I put together help put together campaigns and I work with all of our teams. So it's literally everyone from licensing um for movies and TV shows and and other like podcasts and stuff like that to um public relations to the PR team and press and figuring out, you know, the whole story and crafting that and pitching it to different publications to um, sales and streaming and, you know, having our partners over there at um, the different music services to digital, which is a huge part of any campaign, as I know, as they know. Um, and there's other people too that I know, creative teams, like there's probably like eight teams that I work with every day and I have to be in charge of making sure I know what the general plan is from my viewpoint to going out and delivering that information to everyone else to then getting back what they're doing to then talking to them and figuring out, you know, what makes sense for this artist and then pivoting. So it's, this is the biggest uh, role I've had yet where I've had my hands in so many different pots. And um, that's probably the simplified version. Also, it's a lot of talking to managers, managing timelines, budgets, not my favorite things, but I have, they have to be done. Um, yeah. you know, talking to managers, making sure they understand what we're doing, um, delivering assets. It's, it's small stuff. It's big stuff. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much every day. It's something different. It's following up, it's brainstorming. It's, you know, a lot of different stuff. <laughs> do you, do you still, I mean, like, you know, I think, um, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to give an example, but like, I always tell people, working in social media has forever like changed my relationship with social media because like literally that is what I'm doing every day so I, I kind of can't look at it at anything else but a job it's just every now and then like you know of course when I'm you know having a hot boy summer and I'm in Cabo or something you know I could I could go back to the lifestyle of living the social media influencer that I like for fun um yeah. but do you feel yourself ever like still fangirling a little bit with some of the artists or yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tough, though, because honestly, I'm more on the side of like. um, General consumer conversation than I am artist stuff like I'm because at this point, I'm so I'm so tired and having to be involved in so much stuff. I really don't look deeply at what other artists are doing unless I have time. Yeah. And that's not because I don't want to. It's because that's just 
where I where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, um, well, that's what I'm saying. It pulls you out of like just being an everyday music lover a little bit. Yeah, it does. I think any job does that, right? So, so yeah. I mean, but absolutely, I still fangirl. If Sisa posts something, I'm still like, oh, girl, what are we doing? You know, it's, <laughs> I get excited when my own artists because I don't work on her projects, but I get excited when my own artists are posting something or like you know, the whole label goes up for certain, you don't have to work on something to be excited about it. Um, and I love, I do love when other artists come across my timeline or when I do let myself loose in TikTok and just trying to see what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, um, whether I have time or not, seeing anything from an artist is really informative for like how I want to then go to my artists and say, take a look at this or think about something like this or shift your perspective or where are you feeling comfortable or feeling like you don't want to do something or, you know, it's, it's all that kind of stuff. It all helps. Yeah. I would love to get your, you know, your POV and even now about how do you feel it's the best way to allow creatives to thrive in creative environments? I mean, you're working with creatives around the clock. I even look, I mean, music artists are creatives, you know, mm -hmm. when you were at um, GSDNM, obviously, you know, once again, you are a creative, you're still a creative in a marketing position, but what do you feel is the best way for creative individuals to, to, to thrive in corporate America? Oh, that's an interesting question because I feel like, I honestly don't even know that I have an answer for that. Cause it sure. does, it does feel like you're stifled a bit sometimes. Um, and so it's it's kind of hard to say what, how do I feel that we can, you know, that we can, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I mean, that's me being honest too. I'm like, oof, I don't know. I wish, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think you have to like, w everyone has different capacity, but I think any moment that you can lean into something that you really enjoy, whether it's like a conversation being had about, um, duets that are the most iconic of all time or you're digging into you know different like transition or background music on TikTok or you're at a concert in real life that's not for your artist like I feel like and it's not I know your creative is like general and it doesn't have to be yeah. music but I feel like any pocket that you can dig into that's like what you enjoy and gives you a moment of breakaway from what feels like work a hundred percent. I feel like you have to just kind of lean into that. And other than that, honestly, and I take pride in saying this, but I'm still figuring it out for myself. Like I literally went and dug into TikTok the other day and was like, what am I going to do in this city that I'm in? How do I find balance? How do I figure out what's unique and exciting about it? And so I feel like by doing all of that, I'm going to have a better understanding of how I can thrive as a creative at work. Yeah. That, I think that's a perfect answer only because, and the reason why I ask you is because I do feel like this is going to be the toughest year yet, specifically mm -hmm. for creative individuals, because we are moving into, you know, an economy where things are getting even more tight than they already were. I mean, you know, we've been hearing about layoffs left and right, but I think that, you know, I feel like creators may have to have a little bit of a compromise in terms of like, Unfortunately, still being able to be creative, but also how you're driving that bottom line, you know, with mm -hmm. every single company. I mean, we're seeing the biggest tech companies from music to everything. So that's why I want to kind of throw that out there and get your POV, because I think yeah. about people like you or I think about myself and so many other of our, you know, creative friends. And it's like, well, damn, we can't just go in here and play and have fun. <laughs> 
No, I wish. I wish we could. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot yeah, of compromise. To your point. Yeah, it I is. think you know, given this year. Um, yep. so I would love for you to talk about one rollout that I selfishly just want to know about. I don't know how much you're able to share about it, but Lucky Day is one of my favorite R and B artists, and uh -huh. I thought you were a part of some of that. You've had your hand somewhere in there or something. Yeah. Talk more about that. I loved that one. I um I was on the digital team when I was able to do that. And I was so excited because I had just come on board. And for them to be like, because I, was, I wasn't the lead on it, but I am now very close friends with the lead and um, adore her. She's fantastic. But I got to work closely with um, two other women who were leading on that uh, project and on, on, you know, on his album. Um, I didn't work the deluxe. I just worked the regular Candy Drip album. But that was probably the best time I had because, <laughs> um, you know, I was only in one slice of the, of the pie of just yeah. digital. And I got to collaborate more than I had to like deliver everything solo. Right. So I'm such a big collaborator. And so, you know, I do struggle a bit with um, not having that so easily accessible, but I loved working that having, and I love what so easily accessible that is being able to be like collaborative. It's when oh. you're when you're the marketing lead, it's just you and you um, it's not always that I have some I'm on. There's some projects where I have a dual uh, I'm leading with somebody and I love that. Um, but I'm such a collaborator, a collaborator that um, that, that that's something that I, I do miss a lot. But um, there's different ways you can get it. It's just that ultimately it's up. It's your show. It's up to you on that on this team. Um, but I loved working on that because. I got to go, I got to meet him. I got to be at multiple video shoots and photo shoots, um, interacting with him, his managers, his team, like got to be at brunch with him, got to go to his release party and help put it together. Um, got to do online activations for that. So I loved that because I felt like, you know, you can, I almost feel like you can almost always do more, but it's tough to get a lot out for an artist as far as like, getting a whole rollout properly put together. And I don't think people realize how, how much can go needs to go into that and um, how many compromises you have to make along the way. You can't always do everything you want to do, but um, I felt like that one was executed pretty well, like very, very well, in my opinion, for what we, what we had to work with and what we could do. Yeah. I love that. Nice, nice, nice. You know, for our listeners at home, I mentioned that um, this is <clears throat> actually, you know, she, you continue to make history. You're the only person that I've had on the podcast twice, <laughs> whether, whether people know that or not, but we continue to have um, this one question that we ask people. And I actually have your answer about from this last year, but uh, going into this year, you know, I always, we call this show a dose of black joy and caffeine because hopefully people are coming because, you know, one, they want to hear the joy that the guests bring. And then I like to look at myself as a caffeine because, well, I'm just simply extra. But if you had to give our guests a dose of a dose of anything for 2023, knowing that black marketers, PR, creative individuals listen to this podcast, what would you like to give them a dose of? Oh, Hmm. I'm going to say the first thing that came to mind, and that is a dose of confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. There's, I feel like my brain moves a mile a minute. And so when I have to whittle it down to one thing, I never want to do that. 
Um, Last year you said nature, so I'm with it too. But... Oh, I said nature. That's still still on the list, but I <laughs> I, um, because my word for the year is shift. Right? It took me a minute to come up with that, um, but I, I I realize there's a lot of stuff that I want to shift in my life, and so I feel like you know. Um, I feel like a lot of people are are dealing with a lot right now. And I feel like confidence really can help you more than it does just present you a certain way in front of people. It helps you figure out what you want and helps you yeah. figure out like who you are, what you like, what you don't like. It helps you figure out how to get in situations, how to get out, um, you know, and it doesn't always look the way that people present it. So I, I feel like, especially going into a I mean, personally, I think we're already in a recession in, in this economy. Oh, yeah, we're we're so deep into it. Yeah, like, I, I, I just told you creatives can't even be creative no more. We can't even have free thought. That's how bad it is. We can't I even know. have free thought. Right, we're like, girl, do I have to pay? Like, I'm I, I'm paying for it to be able to think freely. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it doesn't always work out that way. So it's, but I would say, I say confidence because there's so much, I mean, I say it for a number of reasons, right? I've already named some of them, but I also want to add that for me personally, there's a lot of things I see on the internet every single day that can just easily sway you. I, in my own mind, will be like, now I'm mad about this thing. Well, hold on, hold on. Like, why am I, let me figure out how much energy I'm trying to give to this thing or what the reality of something is. Um, especially being a Black woman, I'm like, if I see, for example, talk about creativity, but I saw this viral you know, um, TikTok about this. The girl happened to be white, but she was talking about how much money she made in a month. And immediately my mind was like, well, you know, yeah, that seems like it could be easy for you. But I immediately had to be like, that's a fact and that's what it is. But also um, that does not mean that we can't also do that same thing. Right. So like that's another reason why I'm like a dose of confidence, because the more you have that and build it, however that looks for you, the more you're able to just sort through life and and not allow things to sway you quite as easily and not allow yourself to fall apart when stuff isn't going your way. And I've had many of those moments <laughs> yeah you know um I, I love the fact that you even kind of bring that up about like what that one word is for you and confidence I mean I'm more than happy to share my one word is actually trust um mm -hmm. and I know that that seems absolutely insane but I felt I found myself doing more work around trying to make sure that I can trust someone than actually just trusting someone mm -hmm. so my thing is just like literally trusting somebody until you fail me that right. is it. And it has freed up so much space because it's just like, let me just trust it. But I, you know, a, a lot of that obviously too is me being a black man, is me being in this society and not being able to trust literally anyone, you know, but myself and God, G-O-D. But, you know, I think like um, that that has really freed up something. So I like that, like the one word, one word um, approach. And that's that's been mine is trust for sure. Mm -hmm. Um who have been your allies in, in the industry? What what do your allies look like when it comes to, like, if you could take a step back and truly think about the people that have supported you or grounded you or even, like, helped you, what, what does that look like? Because I think so often we throw around the word ally, and I'm always curious of, like, who, what does that look like? Sometimes it's people that are completely the opposite. Sometimes it could be somebody that is C-suite level that's actually looking towards Gen Z they allies mentors but like what does that person look like for you there's a lot of different people I would say um and for me I I the I <laughs> language is so important and I do feel like 
we toss around words a lot and we don't necessarily even know why we're using them. Um, I've done it before. Um, I've used words and been like, I don't know what that means. And then it doesn't mean what I'm using it to mean. So um, that happens all the time. But um, I have allies from everybody, from coworkers um, to friends that I just met, you know, less than a year ago in LA to um, people that want to know me outside of work that I do work with. Cause I feel like those are slightly different. You can have coworkers that are allies to you in work and you can have those that want to actually know you outside of that space. Um, and to me, I guess the way I would define an ally is, um, someone who goes to bat for you in in small ways, right? It doesn't have to be some big, I'm trying to make sure you get this promotion. Like girl, yes, please do that. But also, um, everything <laughs> from, you know, there. <laughs> There's one project where um, I am a co-lead with somebody on it and we work very well together, but she was initially the lead on it before I moved over to marketing. And she gets upset whenever somebody leaves me off of a conversation. Like, she's like, I think I'm gonna have to send an email and let people know, like, reminder, we're co-leading this project, this artist together, because I'm sick of them not including you in certain stuff. And she's, she's not black, she's white. So it's not saying that that's like, you know, the reason why she's an ally, but like, to me, that's important, right? Because we're very different and like, She's younger than me, um, love her personality. Um, but like, I, that's important to me. And I appreciate that because seeing how she actually truly feels about that stuff feels to me like she wants us to really be partners in this. And so that's one strong example for me where when I see her do that, that means something to me. Um, other times for me, an ally is somebody who just is listening to what I'm saying and is accepting how I'm feeling about something and is kind of they're just there to sit with me in that. Um, Cause that's really important, especially now being in this job, being in this position, being at this place. Um, I work a lot. And so it's like, in the future, my goal is to not <laughs> work as much as I do. Trust me, that's all of our goals. That's all correct. Correct, exactly. I'm trying to but... be on a few, a few beaches with a dad bod, but I'm, I'm counting <laughs> down the days. Trust me, give me I all. The, I was, I was in Hawaii, um, uh, over the break, you know, over a little mm -hmm. break. And I tell you something, I could have, I was my tide out. Mm. We love that. We love that. <laughs> I'm dying for a vacation. Like I just, that's something I've learned is so tough to do. Man, vacations are not as easy as people think. It's like you gotta. It's just a lot. Anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah. Th those, those are all like important things that, that an ally is to me. It, it's, it's, it's across the spectrum. My boss also is one in the sense that like, um, you know, she, she'll vocalize, like, I see your confidence shifting. I've seen it grown. I've, you know, cause I've gone from being like overthinking every single little thing to just, you know, having to go back and forth with her and have some uncomfortable conversations about where I'm at or what I'm doing or how I'm conducting myself or, what I'm overthinking or not thinking enough about. And um, I appreciate, you know, her in that sense too, of making sure that when I need her, she is available if she can be available, right? Obviously she has her own life and her own boundaries, but that's really helpful where if I just need to run a question by her or just get um, her confirmation on something, I can do that. And that's important to me too, having someone available. Wow, that's absolutely- yeah, definitely. I understand that for sure. I mean, you mentioned overthinking, but, and I mean, I guess that evolving, but to me, it sounds like a weakness that just became a strength. Mm. Um, It is, it is in the, I, I think it is in most cases, but there are definitely some situations where like, 
it's not it what it does is it it sucks a lot of energy where I don't need to sit and it's like literally release it (laughs) it's not there's not I I I keep seeing people talk online about how much we think that other people think about us and they really don't and Mm. so it's like you know, when you stew over something and I'm still working on it because I struggle with this a lot, but um, the overthinking causes the stewing causes stress and anxiety, which I already have enough of. And it just makes it harder. So um, yeah, it's turned into a strength, but I'm also learning to manage it better than I was. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, trust me, respect. And I, the only reason why I say that too is because I remember when I was younger, a lot of people used to always say, oh my God, Justin, he's creative. He's scatterbrained. He got all these ideas. Now I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, it works out, you know what I mean? But I think that sometimes, like, you know, whether it's whether it's things that we're looking back on or we think that they're like weaknesses, I, I try to take moments to even be like, oh, okay, well, now it's a strength, you know what I mean? Mm. So I think that's Ooh. cool. That's one thing that I will just a quick note on that too, looking back and saying it's a strength. It took me forever to realize my sensitivity is very much a strength. Like for years, it was like, oh, you're such a baby. Like, get over it. Why are your feelings hurting? And I'm like, nah, y'all just were, we've, we've been shifting more towards an, a, a society that is less emotionally attached. And yes. the people that feel it the strongest are the ones that are like, y'all are the ones that have issues because it manifests so deeply and so like powerfully if you can't tap into that. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of those things that I've definitely learned over time, over years, every second. I'm like, Maybe this emotion is a strength. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah, so much so that I don't even know if you know, but since the pandemic, like even outside of DEI um, positions, now they have like, I saw like a a chief um, empathy officer to where they have people that are now focusing, yeah, specifically on empathy in their title and their position. And that's what they focus on within the company. So you're absolutely right. It is growing. Pay me that job. Pay me the dollars (laughs) to do that. That would be, so. I would be, I would boy i'd have a ball with that <laughs> yeah they, with, i don't know but i know that's what i'm saying i say it may i don't know that may kind of drain <laughs> a little bit more i got right well, i think i may have an empathy level too but that's for, that's the reason why i ain't got no pets um but no listen i want to dive into this we call this show a dose of black joy and caffeine and you are in music so i would love to know this obviously yes we would love for it to be an rca artist but you uh-huh. know you are a music artist before then but when you think about black joy What's the first song that comes to your mind? Oh, no, because I'm not even going to. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to preface it by saying this. I, I joy, literally... Just say it. Shoot it out. What do you feel? No, I don't have any. It's not a Joyce. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. No, I was going to say I go blank. I'm not kidding. My brain literally is like a washing. Like, I'm just I can't. I'm like, what am I trying to think about? OK, Hold on. Give me a second. We'll give you a second. Take your time. Think about it. You were dancing, smiling. Okay, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say Cuff It by Beyonce. I don't know. That's not what I want to (laughs) say. I love her and I love Renaissance, but like in my brain, if I really had something that like, I would want to be more classic, right? I'd want to be like, oh, well, girl, I don't know. It's, um, Swag Serve is not the example that I want to use, but But it was like- it would be something else where it's like, okay, we feel, what's that one? Rain down on me. Ah, it's a gospel song. Oh, rain down on me, rain. Oh, um, uh, Melodies from Heaven? 
There you go. <laughs> All three of those cycle through my brain. You feel me? Like, and the reason that that last one did is because I remember I was just at a wedding where it was the most lit song in the, well, maybe not because they, anyway, but it was, it was one of the best <laughs> songs we had. And everybody was just like, you had like everybody that just grew up in the black church really like going ham on that song. But, <laughs> but that's, that's one of those where I feel like, um, really touches on it but i i do love all beyonce's renaissance cuff it does it for me i was just listening to it but the first thing you want if you want to know the first song i thought of yes it wasn't one that is gonna make sense it's one that i am like i'm in love with do you watch stranger things i don't okay i'm it's not a song from there but what i'm gonna say is <laughs> there's a there's a <laughs> there's a at this last season there was music was so central to it right and basically music would bring people who were being like um who were almost going to be killed by this villain in the show oh. it would bring them out of the trance he was putting them in oh and God. so i remember at the time um my roommate had asked me what is your what's your vecna song because that was what was going around social media and i said your what vecna vecna is like the villain in the show who like because in the show, it was Kate Bush's running up, running up a hill, running up that hill. I forget which way it goes. Okay. Um, that was the song. So everyone was like, what's your Vecna song? What's the wrong song that brings you out of a trance? For some reason, it literally is. Um, oh, I'm blanking. It's Beyonce. It's off Lemonade, which is so weird, right? But it's, um. hold on, hold on. Oh, Six Inch Chills? Nope. <laughs> no. Um. Mm-mm-mm. I'm so mad I'm forgetting it. I would I don't forget this song because I love it so much. I mean, go to the album. But while you're looking that up, my <laughs> one song when I think of Black Joy is Stevie Wonder as. Oh, see, I want to have an answer like that where it's just like <laughs> universally it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the one, you know, that's what I want. But I have to be OK with what my choice is. But yeah. OK, it's all night. Do you remember that? Oh, song? oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just I obsessively play that song it is it's something of it's the beat it's like that viral clip that goes off every so often where she's like really losing herself singing it on stage she has the the braided ponytail and she has that fly sparkly suit on and she's like really singing and people are like that's the version of all night i want to hear that's my song where i'm like to me it's not it's i don't like to say it's the joyful one because it's like it's partially very sad, but it's so beautiful. You know what? No, that's what I'm gonna say. That's my song okay. because we'll take it. We'll take it. In the, in the video, she has all these beautiful black couples, and I—they're not all black, but she has beautiful couples in the in the video for yeah. all night. And I I always think about that. But you know, it's all those songs. But that was the first one that came to mind. I was like, that can't be it. I can't say that. <laughs> yes, you can. Listen, as long <laughs> as it brings you joy, that's what it's all about. And you bring us so much joy. I think we're so proud of you. I think your advancements, how you continue to make the bold steps, and also just how you continue to, I think, represent for so many of us, like through your steps and everything that you're doing. I mean, not to put more weight on your shoulders that I'm sure already exists. <laughs> you like a do. I don't want this stage, but no, um, that's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love this. Um, you know, thinking about, I think, your, you know, your career ahead and everything that I'm sure you want to accomplish and that you want to do. If you were on a magazine cover, what would that headline be on the magazine cover in 10 years? 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a fair. I'm not a fan of questions that put me ahead of things. Because okay, I got you. Okay, I, today. Okay, let's do today. Let's. Do today. <laughs> I was like, my anxiety has me in. I know. I'm sorry. And then you also. And then you also like. Listen now. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to keep these. I'm trying to keep this youthful skin glowing. I'm trying. To, like, right. I'm, okay. Well, now, if, you, if it was now, <laughs> what do you think it would say, or what would you hope it would say? Hmm. I feel like it would say something like still learning, still growing, but at peace or something like oh, that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because it's love like, that. I'm never, I just don't think that I'm ever gonna stop with all those things because I would like to think that I don't want to. Um, But I do think there's a place that I'll get to where like, I'll be more consistently at peace or I'll be fine with where I'm at, right? Like even if I made so much less money, I would be like, but I, I'm, I'm living here with these people. I'm doing this. I'm in this space. Like, you know, ultimately, um, that's what I would, that's what it would say for me. Cause that's, that's where I see, that's where I see myself. I love that. I love that. And on that note, we will end with that still learning, still growing, but at peace. Mm -hmm. yeah, take that. Where can people stay in contact with you? Um, dang, I didn't think we were done so quick. I feel like I want another question. Oh, yeah, that was, that was it. <laughs> well, we have, we have, we do have, trust me, we have one more there, but I don't want to miss it. Where can people okay. stay in contact with you? <laughs> yeah, they can find me at uh, Angela IRL. And okay. you can just, on Instagram, there's an underscore, but if you just type Angela IRL, like in real life, it'll I'll pop up. Okay. Awesome. 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 Cause I always ask people if they have an email list or they don't, where can people actually stay in touch with you? And yes, my final question is that this is the year 2023. And as you know, you being in social media, there is one meme that goes viral every single year of the black lady going into the new year with a ton of bricks and leaving a few. Yes. 2023. yes. If I gave you three bricks and on each one of those bricks, you had to put one word to build your new foundation for the new year, what word would you put on each one of those bricks to build your new foundation? Hmm. Um, one would be experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, One would, I want to say boundaries, but I'm also like, Okay. I mean, yes, that's important, but I don't feel like that's my focus. Um, yeah, one will be experiences, one will be health. Mm, health overall, yeah. overall, that's got to improve for me, like child. Me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, I'm like more water. The gym needs to see me this year. You feel me? Like I just, yeah, it's a lot. But <laughs> um, I got a, I got a trainer this year, so I'm feeling a little bit more, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we like that. We like that. We like to see that. We like to see results from that. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say experiences, individuality, and, and oh, health. Individuality. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I, I feel like health speaks for itself. Just generally, I, there are things I need to improve on experiences. Like I'm determined to figure out what I can appreciate about LA. Um, Cause I'm one of those annoying transplants, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know people that are from here are like, y'all, I can't stand y'all because you just feel like the city is so whack. And there's very, there's things about it that just aren't popping like they are other places, but there's a lot to love about it. And even like I said, 
earlier, I think when I was diving into TikTok, I was like, there's a lot of stuff here. You have to look for it though. You're not going to just stumble yeah. into it. Um, so I'm determined to like create those experiences for myself, even visiting certain places in California, traveling to like, you know, instead of thinking at, cause we're so far West that it's like really hard to get to other places easily. So it's like, instead of thinking I have to be in Japan or like Jamaica or, France, you know what I mean? Like I can also appreciate being here because California is huge and like going to the mountains and going to, you know, stay on a, stay on a, a small, I don't know, not Island necessarily, but like getaway place. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, all that. So that's like part of the experience is part cooking more for myself. Um, that's more health, but you know, all these things. And then individuality, because I talked about like style, confidence, um, you know, figuring out what I like and don't like going after certain things, figuring out how to be more creative for myself, having boundaries and balance and, um, you know, being okay with where I'm at, but also striving to be in other areas too. I just feel like as I come more into myself, um, the other stuff that I want is I become more like more of the individual that I'm striving to be, the other stuff will fall into place. So yeah, individuality experiences health. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I was going to ask too, I mean, has your family visited you yet since you made the move or I guess major, like, you know, that for me, that, that's always where <clears throat> I feel like I've been able to learn a lot about the city that I'm in because it, it almost forces you, you realize you're trying to show them a good time, but then also like you're having a good time too. Yeah. So I don't want to be a tour guide, honestly, right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> nope. I don't want to be a tour guide because I'm going to be boring. I'm going to tell you that right now. There are so many events I could be at every single night. And I'm like, I'm good, actually. Yeah. Like, I've done, I've never been a partier, but I'm really not. The nightlife, anybody will say in LA, it's not, it's not popping in LA. So it's like, I already don't like it. And you want me to oh, go you're gonna out. Have, you're going to have my chats on fire. You better watch what you say about LA for these LA listener. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Damn, I don't want to get dragged. I really don't. <laughs> you, <laughs> you I are. really don't. I don't want the smoke, y'all. I'm just, I was kidding. I don't want the smoke. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I take it back. Forget it. I'm I'm an annoying transplant. You know that. It's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I mean, I think, you know, I think over time, like you, I mean, you haven't even been there a whole year and, you know, so there's, there's so much to learn. I remember when I, I don't know. I, I think because I'm the type of person that just like jumps in when I had moved from Dallas to Atlanta, it was just like, okay, I'm here. I think that is the thing I do force myself in the city. Like I've, I've always been the person to like take up space. So, you know, maybe that's a little bit of, you know, this is the year of just taking up space in LA. And we were also yeah. in still, I can't say in, but I mean, like in a pandemic where there's like restrictions to where you couldn't even... I don't even see how you did that full move during it, but you know. I mean, I did, but it was it was at the tail end of of it technically because it was like May of last year, so things were much more open than they were, um, you know, the previous year because LA was shut down. Not when I was out here, thankfully. I don't know how, what I would have done, um, but it, it there, like I said earlier, like there, I know there's a lot to appreciate about this place, and so um being new out here as with any move I just want to also put that in place as with any move I think there's a lot of struggle that happens in the beginning depending on where you are so it's not just city specific but it's it's you know you got to figure it out 
Because, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, was it planned? Like, did you like, like, did you have like notebook paper and like, okay, this is my apartment. And then, okay, now this is my job. And now you have post-it notes, like, or is it more just like, okay, all these pieces are coming together and you figure it out. Because I think that's where some people are afraid to make any type of leap because they they never feel like they are ready or even organized to to make a jump like that. But did you plan it out? I did. I mean, well, so I will say, you know, a major benefit and privilege was my job moved me, right? So, mm-hmm. um, oh, so you had a travel agent and like somebody working with you and okay. So yeah, yeah. but- but I mean, that took care of like the functional stuff of like getting my things because that is very stressful outside of that. Like anybody will tell you that um, even small moves inside of Austin was like, it's a lot. You got to trust people with your stuff and figure it out and, you know, figure out rates and all that. But getting my car across the country, getting my stuff across the country, like that was a huge alleviate like that alleviated a lot of the stress. Um, Finding a place, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it this way again, as far as like where I live. Um, in corporate housing or no, I'm not, they had that available, but no, I'm in, I'm in like my own place, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have done this a little bit differently than I did. I think I was a little, I rushed a little bit with where I'm living. Um, so I, I'll take my time with that next time. Cause my, my oh, yeah. a little bit, but <laughs> trust um, me, we all do that. Listen, when I first yeah. moved to the Bay area, I was like in a closet and I think my roommate, I, I'm not, I can't, you know, because low key, my roommate may be listening, but um, yeah, <laughs> trust me. It's always the second place that I say, I feel like that's when you get the most settled. I think so too. And I, everybody I've talked to, too, that I, like that, you know, isn't from here or whatever it is, they, they're literally all like, oh, it's, how long have you been here? I'm like seven months. They're like, oh, it took me, I hated it for the first year. You know, they're like, or I hated it for the first two, or I struggled for the first year or two years. So it's very normal anytime you move anywhere yeah. that you are just, it's it's a it's a trip for a minute and you gotta get get everything sorted out for yourself. And then I think it can be really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, this was so good. Super excited to see you. I'm so glad that you are, you know, on your way to thriving. I'm sure in this new place, Next time we do the podcast, you're going to be like, look at this accent wall I painted. You paint <laughs> accent walls. That's how that's how in your place you're going to be. Correct. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. So all of you, please make sure that you follow our guests on the Twitter. They're very entertaining when they do pop up. And wait, well, I guess bigger question. Are you still on Twitter or? I do. <laughs> yes. Okay, listen, I ask all Black people these days because I don't know. I need I everything. Mean, oh, yeah, it's thing. a Mm, it's so, a good you know what that's fair it's a valid question to ask now yeah and I'm there so, are a lot of people that have said you know no I mean I don't say anything but I just try to figure it out you know I can't release it I really it's so like it's a mess right now truly it was I'm so beside myself <laughs> that this anybody even allowed this to happen it's such a testament to like the obsessiveness of capitalism and whatever but um or I should say unregulated capitalism right because I like making money so it's not just yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yes, a good question. I'm still on there. Um, I'm much more of an observer now than I am like a consistent tweeter like I used to be, but it changed my entire career. So I'm like, I can't let it go. You yeah, know? it did. That can't is right. Yeah, that is right. Dang, yeah. that is can't right. Well, at least you're on the at least you're on the the brighter side of history, shall I say? And we mm-hmm. want you to continue to make history. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and thank you all so much for listening to another episode. Please, as I always say, 
drink a ton of water, and remember that you, my friend, deserve a dose of Black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I'm Madu. Take care.